There's a town in Illinois called Beardstown. The town is really small, a sundowner town that's run down and just wrong. I have stories upon stories about this place, but I need more info from people outside of my circles. The townspeople are complacent in their existence and seemingly have a jaded emotional response to any mention of supernatural or just weird happenings in the town. If you happen to know anything or have any details about Cass County in general, I would appreciate any information on it. While I'm at it, I'll share a story. I often visited Beardstown to see my partner during my spring break. It was an escape from my life and one of the only times we saw each other before we moved in together. He lived with his grandparents off of US 67 heading into town by the Swift plant. The road had houses on the left and fields to the right. A little closer into town was a massive cemetery, across from the plant. That was the main area we would occupy since it was a little out of town. I think out of all the stories I have, a good starter might be the night the moon disappeared. A lot of things happened that night that were bizarre and just not right. My fiancé and I were headed back from St. Louis on March 22, 2019. It was specifically a waning gibbous, and it was directly behind us for the drive. We were driving through Little Indian when I noticed the moon was gone. No clouds, you could see the stars, but no moon. We stopped at a convenience store on the road and got out to look because it felt absolutely wrong. It was nowhere in sight, but we had to get home. It was 8 PM. We drove into the area and were headed towards this creepy church outside of town called Shiloh Church. It was abandoned, creepy, and a whole different entity. The road before and after the church was covered in thick trees and had a dip in the road. This area would be thick with fog and mist, with misty people-shaped figures chilling in the road. We had the radio on low, at like 5 or 6, just because we were a bit freaked out about everything. When we hit the dip in the road, our radio jumped up and down in volume, and my fiancé turned the radio off. It immediately turned back on and the lights started flickering. My fiancé suddenly slows down and speeds up as the air became heavy and cold. It scared me and all he said was dear. After a bit, we started getting to Beardstown and he breathes out really long and tells me what he saw. I will not be saying the name of the creature, it is taboo to say, and I believe in the evoking of the name. The most roundabout way I can explain what it was is in the description. A Native American folktale of cannibalism and the loss of humanity has become super popular recently. It starts with a W. He saw this creature running through the trees alongside our car. When he started to slow, it turned and started to rush the car. Luckily, he sped past and we were okay. After we got home after dinner, the moon was visible, but we were still shaken. That was a bit of a long story and my phone is refusing to load the type, so lol. I have more stories and encounters I may write about, but I need more info on this town. I appreciate the reading. Edit, I posted this in other subs and my fiancé talked about his first experience with the W's. I thought I'd share that too. Hey there. Aforementioned fiancé here. I'll describe the creature as best I can and the easiest way I can is by stating how I first encountered it. Several months ago, I was taking a co-worker home down a winding road, this area is full of narrow, winding roads surrounded by trees, and saw what I at first thought was a large deer walking into the road. I, of course, hit my brakes so I wouldn't hit it. I thought it was a deer because it was large and quadrupedal, with thick hindquarters and a long neck. The animal stopped in the center of the road and turned its head toward me, and that's when I noticed it was wrong. The face was flat and gaunt with large white eyes that caught the light like a cat. It didn't have fur and was hunched more like something walking unnaturally on all fours. It did not have hooves, but crooked hands. It stared at me for what felt like forever while my car filled with the smell of rotting meat, and then moved on. Months later, is when the above event happened. I could smell the same stench, and it had the same hunched, twisted posture. 
It moved faster than an animal should and its face was a wretched thing out of a nightmare. That wasn't a deer or a mange dog. I'll mention that it's commonplace in Beardstown to see what are, for lack of sensitivity, called tweakers, who lie in crumpled heaps in the road, nude, sometimes in feet of snow, and skitter about like insects when approached. I've seen them myself, and I've also seen people on drugs, and I can see the difference. Something is deeply wrong with that place. A humanoid creature in Lower Alabama I've recently tried to discuss this story with my boyfriend, but I don't feel any relief about what happened to me in high school. He tries to explain it away as a group hallucination or someone pulling a prank on my friends and I, but I know deep down what happened was unfortunately real, and it still gives me great anxiety when I think of it. The story takes place in Lower Alabama when I was in high school, almost eight years ago, but I still remember every detail like it happened moments ago. Three friends and I were making the trip to our other friend's house, way out in the boondocks, probably 30 minutes outside of any nearby city or town. There's only one road that takes you to his house, and it's just a long strip of old concrete that's in dire need of repair, but considering only a handful of people live out there, why would the state waste their time and money? On both sides of the road, it's just dense forest that creeps to the edge of the road sometimes, hardly anywhere to pull off, and there are absolutely no street lights. We were in my friend's brand new red Mustang that he got for his birthday, and he was proud to drive us all around wherever we wanted to go. It was him, we'll call him Jamie, driving, my friend, we'll call him Dave, in the passenger seat, and myself and my other friend, we'll call her Mary, crammed in the back seat among his giant sound system, no seat belts, just half standing, half sitting in the floorboards. It was very uncomfortable and the rattling of the music shook my entire body, but I was just happy one of us had a vehicle to take us to our buddy's house. We turned onto the long strip of road that would take us there, and I was very disappointed that there was another car not too far ahead of us, which meant Jamie couldn't show off how fast his new car could go. Although there are no crazy turns or curves in the road, it's a solid white line the whole way because of the endless hills, making it impossible to pass anyone. We accepted that we'd have to go the speed limit and Jamie finally turned the music down so he could talk bad about the tiny red Toyota that we'd be staring at the back of for about half an hour. It was about 9 PM and there was no moon visible through the dense clouds. So it was pitch black besides our headlights and the car in front of us with its own lights, which were their brights because I'm sure they were aware of the tons of deer that live out there. No other vehicles came from the other direction and no one was behind us. We drove for only about 10 minutes, cutting up and hardly paying attention to the road since we knew where we were going. Suddenly, the car in front of us slams on the brakes, skidding their tires in the middle of the road. We weren't following too closely, so we didn't have to do the same, but we came to a slow stop, maybe 15 feet behind them. There was a brief pause before we heard a woman's blood-curdling scream coming from the Toyota. We had the windows down because some of us had been smoking cigarettes, and that's when we saw it. We had stopped on a declining hill so we could see in front of the Toyota, and what we saw, I'll never be able to forget. It was some kind of humanoid-looking creature, standing on all fours, but the arch of its back was taller than the little Toyota. The only thing that made it humanoid was its hairless skin, but it was very pale, almost gray, very wrinkly, and its limbs were impossibly long, its forearm was longer than any human's entire arm. The legs, fingers, arms, neck, everything looked like stretched taffy and we could see all of its bones through its skin especially the backbones that were almost spike-like because they jutted out so much. It wasn't facing us, it just stopped mid-stride in the middle of the road, facing the right side of the forest. It had backward-facing knees like a bird's legs, no tail, but still had the posture of some kind of animal. I hope to God it was an animal, but there's no animal in Al that would be taller than a car. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. 
like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Are on all fours. And like I said, it had human-like skin, hands, and feet, and its head was like a human skull. No one in our car said a word, and Jamie instinctively hit the lock button for the doors though our windows were still down, and the woman in the Toyota was still screaming bloody murder. For a moment, I remember telling myself it was just some kind of messed up prank slash weird art sculpture or something, because it wasn't moving at all. But then those thoughts quickly dissipated when the thing cocked its head in our direction. Its face was just as terrible as the rest of its body, pale and wrinkly, with just an indention for a nose, tiny black holes for eyes, no ears, and an impossibly large red-stained mouth that formed into a wicked smile, showing its multiple rows of pointed teeth. The woman's scream grew terribly louder at that moment, and the thing seemed to finally be almost startled by it, turning its head back towards the forest, taking only about two giant, fluid, animal-like steps, and disappearing into the woods on our right without any sound. As soon as it was out of sight, Jamie slowly crept the Mustang forward, around the still-stopped Toyota, and we saw a man and woman frantically arguing and crying in the front seats. When we got in front of them, the man puts the Toyota in reverse, goes a bit off-road to turn around, and floors it in the direction we came from. Apparently, where they were headed wasn't important enough. I almost thought we should do the same, but I couldn't get myself to make a sound, let alone a word or sentence. Jamie went only about five miles over the speed limit as he rolled the windows up and no one said a word for the rest of the 20-minute drive. When we finally got to our friend's house, he was waiting outside for us, waving as we pulled into the little dirt driveway. All four of us scrambled out, pushing past him to get inside the house. I remember him saying something like, Whoa, it looks like you guys saw a ghost or something. Dave turns to him with the most serious face and says, or something, yay. We got inside, and part of me was still thinking it was some sort of hallucination, even though we hadn't drank or smoked that day at all, so being the artist of the group, I asked our friend for paper and pencils. Without question, he retrieved them, and while sitting in his living room, I suggested that we all try to draw exactly what we saw before we tried to discuss anything. Sure enough, each of us drew the exact same creature and showed it to our friend before explaining the full story. He was horrified and took the drawings out back to his small fire pit and lit them ablaze. None of us protested because we never wanted a visual of that thing again. He asked us questions like, had we been drugged? Or were we pulling a fast one on him? But he knew we weren't lying because there were two other people who saw the same thing and most of us were in tears. He led us back inside, locked his doors and windows, and put on a movie to distract us, but we kept bringing it up, trying to make any sense out of it, and got hardly any sleep at all. Jamie took us all home the next day, and we saw the Toyota's black skid marks in the road where it happened, confirming it wasn't all an elaborate shared dream. And before we dropped off Mary, she told us she didn't want to hang out with us anymore, simply because being around us would remind her of it. We sort of just nodded, and I honestly haven't spoken to her since. I rarely speak to the other two friends anymore, for other reasons, but a few times I've tried to bring it up to them, and they refuse to want to talk about it. I know they know it happened, but it's just too painful for them to discuss, which is understandable. 
I hate talking about it to this day and I've only told two of my closest friends and my now boyfriend, who's very opposed to any supernatural things, so you can understand why I didn't get any relief by talking to him about it. I never really believed in those sorts of things either before that incident, but it's definitely changed my perspective a bit. Please let me know if any of you have seen something similar. I've tried researching it and people keep saying it's a skinwalker, a rake, or a wendigo, but the descriptions never fully match up. I guess I'd just like to put a name to whatever that terrible thing that prowls the lower Alabama woods was. On a July night in 2012, my friend Julian and I were driving to drop his sister off at a party. After we dropped her off, we went to drive back to his before we had to pick her up again later on. While driving back, we were listening to music and having a good laugh until we noticed a man walking down the road covered in long feathers, similar to swan feathers. We couldn't make out a face, but we saw white legs covered in feathers and a body, again covered in feathers. My mate beeped and swerved around the figure while I looked back to see him. I couldn't see anything. In a panic of thinking we may have hit it, we turned around to go back and nothing was there. No sign of feathers, no blood, nothing. We turned back again, going even slower with the windows open and, again, nothing. Neither of us imagined it, as we had both seen the exact same thing. We soon forgot about what had happened and only mentioned it to each other as a memory. A few years later, we got chatting to an old friend and he said where he lived, Con in Wiltshire, was not too far from where we saw what we did. I mentioned he lived near the spooky road, and he replied with, Birdman? This prompted us to discuss what we had seen further, and it turned out that we had all seen the same thing on different days. The location, A3102 near Wetham House, surrounded by woodland. Here's another possible sighting of the con Birdman. A driver and his passenger spotted a white figure in the road in front of them as they drove late at night. Their sighting tied in with a local legend about the road being haunted by a person in white. One lady said her husband had witnessed Birdman twice and her son-in-law had seen him once. Another person said there was a ghost on Wetham Bottom Bend sighted multiple times. Unidentifiable creature sighting at Slate Gorge off Mirror Lake Highway near Samick, Utah. This happened yesterday, and I scribbled down as many details as I could on a scrap piece of paper in my car. I wanted to try to get my story down while it was still all fresh in my mind too. Yesterday I took a drive up through Wyoming and then took the Mirror Lake Scenic Byway back down into Utah. My grandma passed away last week, and I needed some time to clear my head, which I often do with a drive. Mirror Lake Highway is beautiful and, being a Wednesday, it wasn't crowded at all, so I could take my time and enjoy it. One of the pull-offs on the road is the Slate Gorge Overlook. There's a short trail that leads to the overlook, and you can then look down into the gorge, it's not super big, and see the Provo River. No one was there, so I took a seat and let my mind wander a bit. You can sort of get an idea of what it looks like from this picture. I've been there probably 20 minutes or so when I saw something come out from behind the trees. I was excited, thinking maybe it was a moose or an elk, and I always like seeing those. But what appeared was what looked like a hunched over person that was sort of half walking and half crawling rather slowly. While that in itself was weird, it was even stranger that it looked like the person was wearing a really heavy, crudely fashioned, gray fur coat with a hood but one that was several sizes too small for them. It almost looked like they had fur themselves, but that didn't really make sense to me. It was also around 80 outside with temps clipping 100 in the valley, so it wasn't cold by any means. While the sides are kind of steep, you can get down into the gorge without too much of an issue. I kind of thought maybe it was someone doing a TikTok video or something like that. But I didn't see anyone else around filming. Eventually, whatever it was made it to the water and stuck its head in it for a drink. 
As it looked like it was finished, a group of people were coming up on the overlook, and they had kids with them who were making a bunch of noise. It can echo through the gorge a bit, and the creature slash person heard it and took off incredibly fast on all fours over pretty uneven ground. Now I'm not sure what I saw. In all likelihood, it could have been a person getting in touch with nature and wearing some homemade costume. But the way they moved seemed unnaturally human, especially when the noise spooked it and it took off running. I'm sort of conflicted between a person in a fursuit and an actual cryptid. Both seem plausible, and I don't really want to immediately jump to conclusions about what it could be. I've always been into Bigfoot and it didn't remind me of anything Bigfoot related I've ever seen, so I've pretty much ruled that out. But otherwise, I really don't know. I wish I would have thought to bring my phone with me so I could have snapped a photo. But I left it in my center console since I didn't want it to go off and spoil the quiet time. Any thoughts? I really don't know much about Utah cryptids other than there have been Bigfoot sightings along with a pterodactyl that supposedly flies around. Encounter in the Mojave I live in rural southern Nevada. A buddy of mine and I encountered what we decided to be a skinwalker one night while we were sharing a bottle of whiskey. It was late. I was living towards the edge of town fairly close to the open desert. I don't remember the time, but it was probably between 12 and 2 a.m. of mine comes over and decides to spend the night drinking and hanging out with me. We were in the living room, sitting near the side of the house, right next to a couple of closed and blinded windows. We'd been on the topic of the paranormal slash cryptids when we began discussing Navajo slash Southern Paiute skinwalker lore. We were about an hour into that topic and about a quarter into the fifth I had, swimmy but not quite drunk drunk, when we began hearing a faint but distinguishable pitter-patter directly outside the window, pacing back and forth the length of the side of the house. We were buzzed enough to semi-dismiss it until we began to hear hyena-esque cackling. At that point, we figured that we had attracted one to us by speaking of them, which is a staple of their lore, so we decided the best course would be to not acknowledge it and carry on with our conversation until it left. The paw-like pacing and cackling continued for another 45 minutes or so, and eventually stopped. Neither one of us was willing to open the blinds or go outside until the morning, but when we woke up and went outside, not only did we see dog prints lining the dirt directly outside of the windows, we saw a set of abnormally large human-like footprints that ran from near the carport to the center of the yard before the track stopped dead, and each footprint was smaller and less imprinted. To this day, we are positive that we attracted or summoned a skinwalker. Even if that's not the correct cryptid, I know for a fact that there was something outside of the house that night. This happened to me about 12 years ago. I was around 24 at the time. I worked hospitality, so it'd be later at night when my friends and I hung out. So, at around 9 o'clock, my friend and I decided to go for a drive, someplace we've never been, just get in the car and go. I offered, and wanted to, drive because my mother was out of town and I was using her Mercedes. It was one of those early 90s e-bodies, the ones that were big piles of heavy steel a real tank of a car. I only mention the car body because it becomes relevant later in the story. He happily agreed, and we hit the road. We lived near Milwaukee, Wisconsin at the time. I've noticed that it appears to be a fairly normal state. Either way, we drive north out of the city and drive for about an hour when I see an exit I don't recognize and decide to get off there. There was nothing at this exit other than corn fields, no gas station or restaurant signs, and no visible light of a town in any direction. So we are in a place we don't recognize, but that was the point, just driving to get nowhere because the speed limit was 35 and we were in no rush. The moon was out enough that everything was pretty visible. About a mile into the cornfields, we could see two kids on the right side of the road. We comment on how strange it is because there is no housing, stores, or even lights on the horizon, and it was around 10.30 p.m. 
There were two larger guys, so we didn't worry about anything. So I slowed down so we could inquire if their car broke down or if they were okay. As we pulled up, I noticed the kid in front of us. It was a stained cream-colored tweed-type shirt with real tattered sleeves and overalls with only one strap. He appeared to be maybe 12 years old. The second kid was taller and wearing a red flannel shirt with old-time-looking khaki pants. However, I could barely notice the taller kid standing further behind the smaller one because as I pulled up noticing the clothes, I got to see the whole child fully and his arms were to his side slightly raised, almost in that iconic zombie way. But his eyes, I couldn't take my eyes off of his, and I did my best to mutter to my friend you're seeing this too, right? His eyes were pitch black, blacker than the night, but easy to see as he stood there staring at us. I did not know what the heck I was seeing, but I've never been so frightened in my life and I've had several odd experiences that have left me unable to deny that there is more in this world than what we understand. So we're stopped for a moment, locking eyes with whatever this thing was. It was no child, it was evil, I have zero doubts about that. We quickly agreed to go, and fast. We are not going to inquire with them. This was straight out of the twilight zone, and I remembered the hitchhiker, and that was not happening tonight, no sir. So, we go and we clamor among ourselves, what the f did we just see? What was that? What the hell was that? Still no signs of homes, just open corn fields. I don't know how these two kids could be there, but I believe they were not kids. So I keep driving, and we get out of the fields into a wooded, Windy Road shortly after, probably around 5 minutes. Here in Wisconsin, there are random historical markers displaying information from whatever year this happened. I only mention that because I passed one on the curve, so I glanced at that. As I'm driving through a curve going about 45 miles per hour, a creature walks in front of my car, my mom's car. As I saw it, it was nothing like I ever saw. Its spine was tall. It stuck above the hood ornament as I hit it. It was a gray color and looked like nothing I've ever seen. It had a very tall arch in its spine, almost like when a cat hisses and goes on its toes, that kind of shape but in a very tall gangly creature. I hit this thing straight on with the tank of a Benz. My friend is freaked out at this point, as am I, to say the least. I stop immediately, but now we're both a bit scared of the children of the corn and now this thing literally within minutes of one another. We decide getting out is not going to happen, but I decide to stay in the locked car but use the car's lights to see what we hit and make sure whatever the hell it was is dead and I needed to know what I just saw. I drive in tiny circles back and forth looking for this creature, but after checking every inch within 100 yards and seeing nothing, including no blood where I hit it, straight on with a bends, making contact with its spine, body, and head anywhere. That was unnerving and, although I wanted to check my mother's car, that would be dealt with further down the road. We were not going to get out there. So we decided to head home at this point. Fifteen minutes later, I got back to the freeway, and I needed to get out and see how bad the car was. As I rushed out to check because I didn't want to take any chances tonight, I noticed my grill had been busted in, but not badly. So I made sure it was secure and got back in as quickly as possible. My friend decided to stay inside the car. Recently, I heard about the black-eyed kids and freaked out a little bit. I did not know that they were a real thing. I thought I just saw a couple of demon kids or damned ghosts or I didn't know what to think. To this day, I've looked through tons of photos of supposed cryptid beasts and mythological creatures looking for what I hit and the closest I've found is some Algonquin drawings of Wendigos, and they were very close to what I believe I saw and hit that night. It seems to me very odd that both things could happen so close to one another and not be related. Possibly it was an evil area, or possibly a ley line. I don't know. I would like to point out that I've lived in Wisconsin a long time and it was not a deer or a coyote or anything else. What I hit was nothing native to the known Wisconsin landscape, and neither were those horrid kids. 
I will never forget either of those faces and just hope I never come across them ever again. In 2000, I was hunting small game with my mom, dad, and our 110 lab in a 200-acre public area about one hour north of Milwaukee, why and just east of Fond du Lac, why? We were walking in a line from a dirt road, through a field of waist-high grass, about 40 acres, to the edge of a very wet marsh. I was on the left side with the dog, my dad in the middle, and my mom on the right edge. My parents were about halfway in and I was just ahead of them by about 15 feet when I heard a growling, snarling, grunting, panting, heavy breathing noise coming from behind me, between me and my dad. In waist-high, thick, wild grass, I could see the top half of this creature moving as fast as someone running a full sprint on a track. At first, I thought it was a black bear, but only a few have been sighted in this half of the state in the last 50 years. This creature was longer and more slender than a bear, and it had defined muscles. It looked like a seven-foot-tall, muscular man on all fours, with black body hair, four to six inches in length, covering his whole body. The face did not have a snout, it had hands and human feet, it looked close to a human with eyes like a human. It smelled like a very wet dog. It ran very fast and covered the 40-acre field in seconds. Each stride was at least six feet apart, through thick, waist-high grass. It looked at me, snarled at me, and growled as it passed within feet of me. It disappeared into the marsh and we left. The first is by far my most memorable. My dad was a mechanic before he retired. He has all his own tools and has three of the big tool chests, the six-foot-tall ones that have tons of drawers and weigh about... Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 200 pounds empty. Well, he kept them in the basement, and the basement was by far the poltergeist hotspot in the house. There was a finished room in the basement that the door would just open and close for various lengths of time. Sometimes minutes. The longest I ever heard it happen for was about an hour straight. But on to my story, I was sitting in my living room watching TV with my mom and sister. 
My dad was working a swing shift until 11 that night, and it was only about 7 or 8. As we are all sitting there, we hear a massive crash come from the basement. And I mean massive. It was loud enough to shake the windows. All of us just kind of look at each other and watch the color drain from our faces. Then my mom looks at my sister and I and tells us to go see what that was. We complain and head to the basement door, open it and hit the light switch. I went first, and before we even got down there, I could see tools. They were haphazardly tossed on the ground. I slowly go down the stairs and am greeted by a war zone in my basement. Every single one of the drawers and all the tool chests had been flung open. There were tools scattered from one end of the basement to the other, and one of the tool chests was even pulled away from the wall. My sister and I made it back up the stairs and told my mom, who had to stay upstairs until my dad got home. He sees it, doesn't say anything about it to us, and just picked up his tools that weekend. The second thing that comes to mind is the shadow figure that seemed to attach itself to me when I was a teen. I was a particularly moody teen, and on several occasions, I saw a very tall shadow figure. It would always just stand and stare at me. That's all. Just stand and stare. But I saw him so often, there was no way it was my imagination. There were a few times that I would have friends over and they saw him as well. The third thing that sticks out in my mind is the singing woman. Every night, no matter where you were in the house, you could hear what sounded like a young woman softly singing. Everyone who had ever stayed at my house heard her. It was so reliable that she was often my come spend a night in my house and you'll see its haunted ace in the hole. You could seriously set a clock to it. I wasn't sure where to post this, but I needed the validation that I'm not insane. I've never really had paranormal experiences, but I cannot explain this. I'm in college, and me and some other seven people from my school went on a backpacking trip, and we had two experienced leaders. We drove to Zaleski State Forest, which is in the Appalachian region of Ohio. It was early April this year, and it was cold and everything was still dead from winter. After hiking miles into the forest, we set up camp at the backpacking campsite, and there were a couple other groups of people as well. A few of them were friendly older couples, and then there were two college-aged girls. Everyone was pretty spread out from each other, so we set up camp farther away from everyone else. I have always been able to sense the energy of places, and the energy in this area wasn't great, it was almost spooky. Each of us had individual, one-person tents, and we formed kind of a cluster at this site, with my tent being in the back, so no one was behind me. Our cluster was also right next to the forest, because this backpacking site was like a big cleared-off square in the middle of the trees. Fast forward, I'm dead asleep around 2 a.m., and I wake up to leaves crunching right behind my tent. I heard footsteps walking in circles around my tent. They had a sort of heaviness to them that couldn't be a deer or a dog. Also, it sounded like just two legs. I cannot make this up. This creature was circling my tent for long periods of time, slowly creeping up to the sides of my tent and then just stopping for periods of time, and then would move on to waking around the rest of our tent cluster. I could hear a human-like breathing from the mouth when it was close to my tent, like a light sort of heaving. I was shaking, too scared to unzip my tent and investigate. I kid you not, this occurred for hours, and it seemed I was the only one awake. Out of nowhere, I saw an illuminated light shape from my tent, although I couldn't tell what it was from inside my tent because it was all zipped up. It was like a warm glow. I might have assumed it was someone's flashlight, except no one was moving. I was paralyzed in fear. I simply couldn't believe it was an animal. At some point, I fell asleep due to sheer exhaustion, but I could hear the heavy footsteps circling until I did. In the morning, I questioned my fellow campers about it, and my leader admitted she heard the footsteps and noises as well, admitting it was bizarre and she would have investigated had she not been so groggy. One of the boys in the group said he also noticed the light that came on, but thought it was someone else. 
Not a single person in this group went up to go to the bathroom or turned on a light that night. I've heard things about the Appalachian regions being creepy and bizarre, and now I believe it. Has anyone had a similar experience? A few years ago, I had to spend the holidays by myself. On holiday eve, I received a phone call from a long-distance relative and thought it was a last-minute invitation. When I realized it was only a polite happy holidays phone call, I became very sad and felt a sharp sore throat, the one you get when you are eager to cry. I was sitting on the edge of my bed, and when I hung up the phone, I just lay down and started crying non-stop. It was about 6 o'clock in the afternoon, and at one point I probably fell asleep while my feet were on the floor and my back was on the bed. I wasn't tired at all and did not intend to sleep or anything. I don't even remember falling asleep. Suddenly, I felt a very gentle touch on my forehead. It felt like someone's fingers were pulling my hair aside, and then it felt like a gentle kiss over my forehead. I opened my eyes, my head was facing the door, and I could see the living room window, it was a very small apartment. A strong morning light burst from the window, the kind of light you normally see at 10 o'clock in the morning. I remember thinking to myself, I can't believe I slept that long, not to mention in that certain position. I stretched a bit, got up and noticed the room was actually dark. The outside was dark and my phone showed it was after midnight. I don't know if that's the right flare. But I'm really puzzled slash freaked out over this one and I didn't know who else to ask. Lately I've been scheduled at night, and the roads tend to be empty as I drive home from work. As I was driving, about 50 miles per hour, I noticed something standing on the sidewalk like a dog. It was like it was completely still. Then it darted across the street, like taking massive leaps. I slowed way down and was trying to understand what I saw. I know we have a lot of feral cats and sometimes dogs. But when I think of how it looked, it looked really skinny and had its back legs bent forward like a human. No tail, all gray, and a rounded face, no neck really. It went by so fast I couldn't snap a picture. I haven't seen it since. For context, I live on the central east coast of Florida. And like I said, it could have been a dog or a cat, but has anyone seen something similar? In January 2019, I happened to glimpse something on all fours casually walking down my driveway. I live about two hours away from NYC and in a residential wooded neighborhood. My property backs onto state game lands, and we get our share of critters. I looked out my living room window for a better idea of what was in the driveway. The window overlooks the cars, and by the time I got there, this thing was passing under the window. I thought it was a good-sized black bear. It didn't immediately register that bears aren't typically seen in January. It had dark fur, and it had a rolling gait, very bear-like. Moving to my front window, facing the street, I see it still on all fours stopping at the road. It stood up on two legs. Very fluid motion seemed like the most natural thing in the world. Then I saw its profile. It turned its head and scented the air. It had a wolf's head. It stood under the streetlight for a few moments, then just sauntered across the road, and I watched it bunker down in some scrub brush. Now, as soon as I saw the profile of it, I knew damn well this was no bear. It was muscular, and it seemed extra furry around the neck and shoulders. It had hands with claws, plainly visible in the light. I'm unsure of the fur color. The street light is kind of orangish. It could have been black or very dark brown. It made no aggressive moves. Nothing to even show it was aware I was watching. Honestly, folks, I didn't even think of taking pictures. All I could think was I had a goddamn werewolf in my yard. It was as casual as you could want. I don't believe it was a werewolf in the Hollywood sense, but rather a dogman. It looked like flesh and blood. 
Once it walked into the scrub, it may have dropped back to all fours. I lost sight of it. I believe I saw I shine, but I'm not certain. It was a terrible thing to see, even though it wasn't aggressive. Just knowing that it was real was enough to terrify me. I've put up several motion lights around my house and have hung three game trail cameras facing where I saw it come from and where it went across the road. As far as I'm aware, it hasn't been back. Sorry for the long read, and I'll be happy to clarify anything or answer any questions. Be safe out there, folks. If this thing is real, what else lurks around the edges? So this is my very first post on here ever, and I'm hoping to lay to rest something that has been heavy on my mind lately. The reason being that I've been listening to and reading nonstop about cryptids and paranormal encounters. Back in 2016, I was dating this guy who happened to live right down the street from me. I used to walk to his house at all times of the night. We live in a small city in upstate New York, and the closest wooded area is about 5 to 10 minutes from where we were. So this night in particular, it was about 11 p.m. I was making my way to his house as usual, and once I got there, I decided to smoke on the back porch before letting him know I had arrived. While I was smoking, I was actually on the phone with a friend and had my flashlight on as well. It was pretty dark back there. All of a sudden, I started to hear twigs breaking and leaves crunching. There are maybe two or three trees in his backyard, and like I stated before, the woods are a bit away from us. Anyway, once I noticed the noises, I pointed my flashlight in the direction I thought it was coming from. Then my phone's battery drained to 0% and my phone died. I nipped the F out of there so fast and ran to the front door. Once I was there, I tried turning my phone back on, and it was fine. My battery was back to 70% too. I'm not sure what that whole incident was about, but I'd like to hear your thoughts on it. How did my battery just drain and die at 70%? And only when I pointed it towards the noise at that. It just creeps me out. Plus, at that time, I had no idea about cryptids or anything of that nature. I wasn't introduced to them until 2018. And now I replay that moment in my head all the time. Anyone have any idea what could have caused this? I'd love to hear it. Okay, let me backtrack this by saying I've seen this cloaked figure many times in my life. It's always far between, though. Like, years between sightings. One night, I went out to go look for our dogs at midnight, shaking their food bowls and whistling for them, they had gone out and not come back. We live on four acres of farmland, so it's not huge but good size, but we do live in the Appalachian Mountains and we are right at the base of the woods. We also have that gigantic cemetery, 500 plots with a lot of unmarked graves or just marked with a rock, behind our house. I got all the way to the other edge of our property from our house, on the other side of the property, turned around and the black cloaked figure is standing on the cemetery, it looks like 6 feet tall, sort of levitates, so it's not a person, and entirely black. I stand there and stare for a second to make sure it is what I see. I don't want to freak out for no reason. It moves its robed arm and I immediately take off running to our house, and all I can smell is rotting flesh. It smells like there's something dead and rotting right in front of me or like I'm running towards something dead. I didn't smell it while I walked there, and I ran the exact same path I walked. I was hyperventilating. It took my husband a half hour to calm me down. I had explained to him that he had seen this figure before while we were dating, but that was over texts and he didn't get the full experience. This was the first time he had ever seen me in person after seeing this particular thing? Entity? Ghost? Demon? He's seen me after I've dealt with other things, but this was new for him. My dog showed up on our porch 30 minutes later with their tails between their legs. They both looked terrified. I think the presence was holding my dogs to lure me. 
Atmospheric beasts? I saw something like that kind of. I'm just calling them that. I have no idea what it was. I've scoured the net for years in search of an answer. I was traveling down an old country road in New England about 30 years ago. I was with my boyfriend at the time, and we had both traveled this road many, many times over the years. It was very familiar to us. We had smoked a joint, but come on. If you actually smoke, have you really ever wildly hallucinated? Besides, we both saw the same thing. It was about 1 AM and it was in the spring. We were the only ones on the road. I saw from my window a large shape or figure coming bouncing out of the dark woods. It sort of gently bounced as it moved, and it was enormous. Its back, which was humped up, was at least as high as a young elephant's. Its legs seemed to be just vague pillars and had no real detail, like how instead of feet it had rounded stumps. As it bounced across the street slowly, we also naturally slowed down as well. This is when it stopped. When it stopped, it turned its head, and its face was very long, like a cross between a giant horse head and a wolf head. Aside from two giant black holes where its eyes were, the face had no other details. It had ears that were raised and a tail that it held upright. Its belly hung low and it was all disproportionate. It looked like a drawing a three-year-old would make of some animal. This was the horror of it, as we slowed down, frantically asking one another, do you see what I see? What the F is it? We realized it was translucent. We could actually see through it to the other side of the road. It sort of looked like fog, but it was a huge, animal-shaped patch that bounced and had a face and a head that turned to look at us. We stopped the car totally and started to back up when it slowly turned its head forward and bounced on its giant, stumpy legs and disappeared into the woods on the other side, which surrounded an old farm, like over 200 years old, that I had spent a summer at when a teen. As an aside, it was a creepy place in its own right. My boyfriend then charged ahead, and we continued on in silence. I tried to get him to help me decipher it, but he was beyond freaked and said straight out he did not want to ever talk about it. When pressed, by me at the time to friends and family because WTF. He would admit to it but say he had no idea what it was. We both agreed it was an animal, an animal spirit, some kind of creature. It did not seem afraid or as though it was in a hurry. I almost got a sense of bored malevolence. Maybe just disinterest. When it looked at us, I ever so slightly peed my pants. An involuntary primitive response and a harbinger of bladder issues in the future. Disclaimer I was young when this happened, and I recognize it could have been a vivid dream. Still, something about this memory strikes me as different. I was staring at the wall, unable to sleep, when suddenly from behind my door came this parade of what could only be described as yokai and fei, and they marched along the wall until they disappeared behind my dresser, as if they were as flat as paper cutouts. A lot of them were really grotesque. I especially remember a being whose giant ugly head abruptly morphed into a single staring eyeball. But they were all laughing and calling out hello to me while doing acrobatics and dances, and I thought it was all very funny. It didn't strike me until many years later how weird this was. For a while, I thought it was just a dream influenced by the mask parade sequence on Sesame Street, but after seeing part of the Hiaki Yagyo sequence in Tanpopo, it struck me how similar my experience was, just in miniature instead. Anyone else see something like this? Not paranormal or unexplained. But back in 2013, I was hiking with a friend. We hadn't actually intended to be out after dark, but the hike took longer than anticipated, so it was fully dark when we got back to our car. My friend had to use the bathroom, so we stopped at one of those little bathroom shacks that was located near the front of the park we were leaving. The bathroom hut was up against a paved trail that was popular with joggers and had bushes and small trees surrounding it. My friend hopped out of the car and headed up to the bathroom. He stopped dead in his tracks, froze for a second, then booked it full speed back to the car. 
He yelled get the F out of here, jumped in the car, and we were out of the parking area before the door was even shut. I asked him what happened and he responded that there was a man fully dressed in black hiding in the bushes by the bathroom entrance. It freaked me out, especially since this was a jogging trail, so I assumed the guy was staked out waiting for a solo jogger to come along. When I started experiencing things as an adult, mostly poltergeist activity, it scared all of us to death, all of my family witnessed various things. I was uncomfortable living in my house and dreaded when the sun went down. From time to time, various family members would see a little boy, about 4 years old, and toys sometimes played by themselves. The other typical things, like doors opening and closing, lights turning on and off, act, happened pretty regularly. We would hear stuff moving around in the attic, like heavy boards or furniture sliding around at night, but there was nothing but insulation in the attic. Several times, items we'd lost would reappear, and one time a dish I had broken and left on the counter the next morning was found in one piece on the counter the next morning. There were no cracks where it had been broken. A few toys my grandson would ask us to buy for him would suddenly appear in his hands, even though we hadn't bought them. One day, I was carrying in a load of groceries in broad daylight, and the door from the garage to the kitchen swung wide open, so I didn't have to put the groceries down and open it. It was an interior door, no draft. My grandson witnessed it. I have no idea if this is paranormal but I had a dead electrical circuit going to my garbage disposer. The plumber said it was an electrical issue and some wiring needed to be replaced. One day, I was complaining about the garbage disposer out loud, and an hour later, the thing suddenly came on. It hadn't worked for over a year. I had a medium come out and he made it stop for a few months. During that time, I started to realize that everything that happened was really harmless. Nothing bad ever happened to us, and some of the paranormal activity was actually helpful, finding lost items, fixing broken things, opening the door when I was carrying groceries. After the activity returned, I wasn't as scared and realized whatever it was meant no harm to us. Eventually, we all fully accepted whatever it was, and I felt sorry that it seemed stuck here. My grandson was playing in the rain one day, and I recorded it. When I played back the recording immediately afterward, I heard a little boy's voice that was not there when I had just recorded it. The voice sounded sweet and sad, and after that, I started praying for the little boy. It wasn't too long afterward that all the activity stopped, and I hope whatever was here is now where it's supposed to be. I feel bad for whatever was stuck here because stuff has been happening off and on for 30 years. I guess what I learned is that not everything paranormal is something bad. You never see sweet paranormal shows though, so my immediate reaction was fear since I assumed paranormal equals bad. In the last few years, we've found old pottery pieces in a mound in our front yard, looks like Cherokee stamp pottery. Just this week, my plumber had to dig around the water meter near that mound, and there are old stone steps buried in the ground. I think my home is on the site of someone's former home, although there's nothing in the deed records. So, it might be helpful to share with people that spirit activity is not necessarily evil and vengeful. Maybe it's something that needs help too. When I was about 8, 1991-ish, I saw a UFO. I lived in a large apartment complex in California that backed up to a creek. My GMA also lived there, so she babysat me regularly. This particular night, my dad had come to walk me home, and while he chatted for a while with a neighbor in the open air, I took a seat on a nearby bench. I am now, and probably always have been, one to stare at the sky. Birds are quite marvelous, as are clouds so you can imagine how the night sky would have captured my attention. So as I sat, I stared at the sky above me. It flew across quickly, but not so fast I couldn't take in some details. It was round, 
with colored lights around the rim, and it spun or rotated as it flew east towards the hills. I remember thinking, ha, huh, so they do look like that. But I never said a word. I didn't raise my dad's or neighbor's attention. In fact, it was almost two decades before I talked about it at all. But let's talk about how it affected my life. I became obsessed. I checked out every library book I could find on the subject. I read everything I could get my hands on. You might be too young to remember the weekly world news. I started having nightmares in my teenage years that UFOs were chasing me or that aliens had abducted me. These dreams stayed with me even after my initial obsession subsided and well into my 20s. It comes and goes, only in the last 5 to 6 years have the dreams stopped. I had read all the books and seen all the shows, as corny and silly as some of that stuff is. My obsession pushed me to pack up the car when I was 21 and make the pilgrimage to Rachel, Nevada in the hopes of finding closure or something validating. I found that some people believe me and others think I'm crazy, and I don't mind either way. I know that what I saw was not an airplane as we are familiar with it. All I want to know is, was it some secret military craft? Was it from an alien world? That would bring me closure and validation. So yes, that one strange glimpse of the sky as a child still impacts me presently. I'm not sure how it affected my life, considering that I've always believed in the supernatural. But I didn't have my first unquestionable experience until I was almost 30. These are dream attacks and sleep paralysis. I can give you the details, but basically I wake up, note that, I wake up. I'm not asleep, to find myself paralyzed and with some sort of apparition around. I also have instances that might or might not be nightmares resulting from a dream attack. Who knows? But what bugs me is the rational explanation for these things. I'm awake. I'm not asleep. I was asleep, and then woke up with a ghost on my chest or voices coming at me. I feel the entire atmosphere is different. I'm struggling to move and hear all these voices coming at me. I simply say Jesus and poof. They're gone, and the atmosphere is back to normal. So, I'm like that's that and lay back down on the mattress to go back to sleep. Then, bam. My mattress is slapped so hard that it bounces. I could feel that it was some pissed off ghost hitting the bed in anger because I made them leave. So, I got up and said, alright, alright. I'm leaving, and left to sleep somewhere else. Was all that the result of my brain not awakening the rest of the body? Of course not. I was fully aware and functioning. What's more, is that in my first instance of this, my wife saw the ghost before it came at me. I think that's the biggest change, I know the paranormal exists and people naysaying it frustrate me. I feel like Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin did when he punched that guy for calling him a liar about the moon landing. I also now practice some occult magic, namely energy work and divination. I do tarot readings over Reddit. I often only have the question and a username. Nonetheless, everything I asked for is revealed to me in the cards. Once I had someone ask me something, and I did a large spread of cards for him. In this spread, the first card was to show me the person's body. Normally I get a face card, but this time I did not. It was the Seven of Cups. I was like, huh? Is the person male or female? I kept getting a strong intuition in my head saying the person was transgender. So, I told him that was what I drew for that card. And I was right. All I had was a username for a throwaway account. Tarot works. It's not me being a scam artist. Well, back in 2003, I actually did live near a bunch of woods in an apartment complex. We lived in two different apartments during our stay there. The first one was mildly haunted. Things would disappear. Doors would sway open and close for no reason. My mom even had whatever or whoever was in the house speak to her once. 
My experience happened on a school night. My parents would make me and my brother be in bed by 8.30 with no TVs or electronics to distract us. I'm afraid of the dark, so of course I had a night light. I turned it on and got in bed like I normally did. All of a sudden, my night light started to flicker. Then it stopped, and it just started to get brighter and brighter and brighter. Then there was a click and it went out. My room was dead silent and pitch black. I jumped out of bed so fast and tried turning it back on, but it was completely dead. So I turned on my TV to use as a source of light, because there was no way in hell I was sleeping in the dark that night. It was worth getting yelled at the next morning.